now that the big game is coming gone, do you see how far the Jaguars have to go? I do. I got good news and bad news, and I'll share it with you here today on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, y'all? Thanks for joining me, Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder, we're free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. That is Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you go there, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and then hit the bell so you receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode. And wherever you listen to your audio podcast, make sure you Check that spot out every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode as well. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Also, shout out to the everydayers for joining us every single day and you can be an everyday if you join us every single day as well good game yesterday in the big game the super bowl patrick mahomes andy reed and the chiefs chris jones they won and they did it in overtime um a very interesting game so i'm gonna take a look at it and try to look at it through the lens of the jacksonville jaguars in terms of how far away from that type of play the Jaguars are, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's more than just getting strong guys on the offensive line. I'm going to tell you in segment two, I'm going to notice something during the celebration, prior to the celebration, and then in the, the last few weeks as the season has ended, do you realize organizationally how much the Jaguars are going up against and out? I'll point no further than the hires that have come on the field and off the field in the last two, two cycles. It's not just the players teams are hiring the personnel people and the coaches from these other organizations while the Jaguars are trying to figure out who their personnel guy is going to be moving forward. Maybe they still think it's Trent Baalke and that's a problem. We'll talk about that. Um, The last thing, a reason for hope. I'm not going to leave you on the string, man, without giving you hope, but it won't be fake. Like uh, somebody suggested that I do They said, man, I know you're telling the truth, but just be more optimistic. And I ain't going to be an optimistic liar. I can't do that. And I never will. So you probably need to tune into another show if that's what you're expecting, because they say that's what fandom is all about. <laughs> not for me. It ain't. I ain't going to never lie to anybody. So uh, we'll we'll move ahead and talk about the reason for hope and optimism. But first. They have a ways to go, y'all. And it's not just because you saw pass rushers all over the place in waves, a depth of pass rushers. And it's not just because the other team has all pros. And every time they put up these guys' name and and they showed the lineup, you kept seeing all pro, all pro. Not pro, but all pro on both sides of the ball. I said that there were a minimum seven first ballot Hall of Famers in the game last night. It's easy to look at offensive line and 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 the fact that these guys really know how to cover. And it's not just that. It's the excellence. 
It's the expectation. It is the identity that those teams play with. Where outside of a mistake by Pacheco and another mistake by uh, McCaffrey early and then the bad throw by Holmes, this was a clean game. It was just good on good. And then when you got guys like Trent Williams, who is one of the best of all time in his position at left tackle, two straight penalties, you know why? Because it's good on good. Everybody's fighting for this advantage, right? You're not just committing these penalties against mediocre teams or bad teams or the Tennessee Titans in week 17. This is good on good. This is for everything. So both teams played clean because both teams played. At one point, it was like for me, it was identity versus identity. That's what it was. It was immovable object versus immovable object. And it and it went all the way to overtime because of that. It was, we know who we are. You know who you are. This is Ali Frazier, heavyweight fight. There ain't no weaknesses. It's just, it's just a battle to the end. You got a, a superhuman guy on one side. And you have another guy who, whether you call him a game manager, I don't look at that as a negative connotation. I know most people do. He's a guy that plays within himself and does everything. There have been a lot of guys with, with super, super ability that haven't been able to manage games. So being a game manager itself is a skill, right? So you saw the two things at play last night. And the reason why folks always point to that guy like the superhuman guy is because at some point he'll go to a level that you can't go to. At some point, if he raises that thing up, that if he raises that level of play up that high, you got to be able to match that intensity because if it gets there and he's able to function and dwell and, 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 and the, the pressure of that moment for a guy like Patrick Mahomes, it's what he actually wants. He embraces that pressure. He wants you to put it on his back. This made me think about when Doug Peterson was asked, do you think you got too much on Trevor's plate? And he said, what are you talking about? It's your quarterback. The fact that Doug let that chuckle out lets me know that he still believes that Trevor Lawrence is capable of rising up and becoming Superman with a cape on like that. So hell no, he's not going to take more off his plate. This is who Trevor's going to have to beat. The Jaguars are going to have to beat a team that puts all of the pressure on their quarterback. That puts all of the pressure on their corners that play man-to-man. There's no hiding. You're not hedging anything. You're trusting your personnel department that they've given you everything you need. You're trusted that you've done the work. And now you're in a playoff situation in the Super Bowl against a team that has other guys that are all pros. And you just go be who you are. I'm not going to sit there and talk like the game wasn't close because the 49ers did the exact same thing. So it's not necessarily about what guys are because you can look at the Jaguars and the Jaguars can go, you can go, well, well, this guy, I like Antonio Johnson. I like Josh Allen. I like Trayvon Walker. I like Foyola Wakan. They can play with anybody. I'm not even talking about what guys can do anymore. Can you point to your team and not just point out what guys can do, but when you point to your team and look at your team and you start counting things that they aren't, 
the list is very, very small when you're Kansas City and San Francisco. The Jaguars list is not very small when you talk about things that they aren't. They're not big. They're not physical. They're not tough enough. They don't have a catch radius wide receiver. They don't have true man-to-man corners. They don't have edge rushing depth. They don't have linebackers that you can count on every single play outside of uh, Foyo Lubicon. They have the promise of that. I ain't talking about what the promise is of Devin Lloyd. They have a physical tight end. Those teams have physical tight ends, and they can go two tight ends, and they can challenge the middle of the field. They can make contested catches in the middle of the field. Our tight ends don't do that. They have a rapport from the coach to the players where everybody understands exactly who they are and what they're trying to do. Look at the things the Jaguars aren't and start counting them. And tell me that they're close to playing in that game last night. But it doesn't even start with the players. It starts upstairs. When I'm asked this question in the next segment, did you see the organization on display in the Super Bowl? And what I mean by that is this. The 49ers keep losing coaches. The Patriots, I mean, I'm sorry, the Chiefs over the years, throughout the years, have lost assistance. They also keep losing personnel people. There are two current general managers in the National Football League right now that two years ago were working underneath the GM, out uh, uh, John Lynch. Tennessee with Rand Carthen, and now in Washington. They're, so these teams have guys that potentially on their staffs, and I didn't even start with the Chiefs because they just lost somebody too. These teams have some people on their staff they literally have GM candidates stacked on top of each other. And you got Trent Baalke in Jacksonville by himself. And he has the assistant GM from San Francisco too. But you get my point. You have Baalke and a dude whose name I can't remember right now. And these other teams have guys that are getting interviews for GM jobs. Look at Baltimore. How many personnel people and coaches did they lose this offseason? Now think about the ones the Jaguars lost. They fired them. They didn't get jobs anywhere else. Think about it. Think about it organizationally this team is lagging they're totally lagging behind i'm going to talk about that here in segment two on locked on jaguars we're going to talk about can they even get to the point where they can think about being as good as these other teams as long as those people are in charge we'll talk about it in just a second Today's show is sponsored by DoorDash. Man, I know if you did the right thing yesterday and you needed your food delivered to your spot, DoorDash was the one that actually brought it to you. They had to do it, man, because I'm telling you right now, DoorDash is the absolute truth. And I know it because I moved to a new neighborhood. And guess what? These restaurants around here, man, they just absolutely do not have me yet on the the maps well doordash found me they'll find anybody doordash will find you and your food will be hot every single time and you know it so whatever party or anything you've got coming up get it delivered with doordash football season may be over but we're in a thick of basketball games we're in the school year all of these things can happen and doordash can be right there to bring your food make sure 
You go to DoorDash for all of your needs during this party season, proms, all of those things. Get dinner tonight, groceries for the week, consolation prize for your sad friends in San Francisco. All on DoorDash. All right, thank you for joining us here on Locked on Jaguars. We're at your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Uh, a quick reminder that Locked on Sports Today is daily fantasy sports. Not daily fantasy sports. Locked on Sports Today is your first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. I was searching for it yesterday. I bumped into it. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Speaking of daily fantasy sports, I hope y'all got your prize pick selections yesterday. My son sat there. He he took what Ruby Rose did, right? And and uh, on prize picks, and I'll tell you about that in a, in a few seconds, and my son won some money. So there you go. Um, Did you see the organization on display? What I mean by the organization is not just personnel, the confidence, the confidence, the identity that everybody in crunch time knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing. Even in even in law, San Francisco, they, they went overtime, dog. They battled against one of the GOAT coaches and one of the GOAT players that we've ever seen. And they went into overtime and they did a lot of stuff right. And at first. They were really, really were in charge of this game physically. They just couldn't score enough points. Between the penalties and the punts and the special teams and the block kicks, it's almost as if in the second half, all of those things that happened against Detroit that Detroit didn't take advantage of, you know who, if you crack that door, they're going to come right through it. And that's who, I call them the temptations. Somebody said, who you going with in the game? I said, I'm going with the temptations. They said, what you mean? I said, if you ask me who the best R&B group has been over the last 100 years, I know one group that has been dancing for 60 years and been singing, and it's the temptations. And they just don't stop because they're so consistent. And that, to me, is what the Kansas City Chiefs were. And you don't get that way. You also don't get the way the 49ers are, which is good enough to just get that close to winning this game. You don't get that way without a lot of things off the field. In a nutshell, let me put it in a nutshell. Both of those teams look like all they do year-round, two-a-days, is practice. That's what they look like. They appear to be a team that practices every scenario, even when it works or it doesn't. They know who they are. All of the, the goal line plays, if you watch the game-winning play, Travis Kelsey came off the line and went up, and all he did was go straight up the field, become a distraction to the DB, be traffic without setting a pick, stand there, and before, before Miko Hartman caught the touchdown, Travis Kelsey raised his hand because they practiced it every day. So I'm not piling on on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but what I am saying to you right now is this. There were two teams that looked like computer programs. They looked like everything. They they even the only knock on them is folks said that they didn't have a number one receiver. And then you had Rasheed Rice standing over there yelling at the GOAT in the fourth quarter. I'm open. Get me the ball. So you got a guy who wants to be the number one receiver, who believes in himself enough. And Mahomes believed in him, too, because he went to him down a stretch. All right. So while it looks like they're arguing, they're self-correcting. I ain't really like Kelsey bumping into to Andy Reid, but apparently they do stuff like that all the time. Reid was just off balance. And while 
uh, folks don't understand outrage. I do. Super Bowls, everybody's watching. All of the kids are watching because of, of Taylor Swift. And it's a big festive event. And all of the coaches are sitting around with their kids. And then this dude who everybody, Taylor's boyfriend, bumps the coach. Now it could be misconstrued that that's not a good example of how you're supposed to be acting to a high school kid or to a Pop Warner kid. And I know that they're not Travis Kelsey, but still, there's always something that people want to say about that. But they didn't have a problem with it because they were standing there laughing about it at the end of the game while they were on the podium. They were laughing and cracking up. They don't just because something happens that they don't have a problem with doesn't mean that people can't make comments about what the optics are, or what it appears to be. But we also then have to come back and say they're fine. They kept winning the game. It was a part of their identity. Here's the thing. I said that they look like a team that practices all the time, year round, two times a day. The Jaguars quarterback says we play like we don't even practice. That is all you need to know. When you get two teams in the Super Bowl that look like they practice all the time and you remember that your quarterback says, we play like we don't even practice. That tells you that there's a long way to go, not just from a player perspective, not just from a personnel perspective. There's a long way to go organizationally. Everybody has to get on the page of where, no, this is not how we're going to move. This is not how we're going to operate. You got to love football. Do you remember when Doug Peterson, and I'm glad I brought his name up right now, because in the third segment, I'm going to tell you why there's reason for hope, and it is all about Doug Peterson. Doesn't mean that Doug's going to absolutely just do it because he shows up, but I think that there's hope because of Doug Peterson, and I'll tell you why. But I'm going to finish this point first. They just have to get this together, man. When I watched that game yesterday, and I do this all the time, it's not what I see. It's what I don't see from our own team. I look behind the scenes. Everything you saw on display yesterday was on display for one reason, because that's just who they are. It's not about cherry picking a couple of offensive linemen and, and adding two or three players. Yeah, that makes you a little more complete. That puts you in the ball game. That puts you in the playoffs. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ultimate goal. I'm talking about when we knew that the Jaguars were going to pick Trevor Lawrence, we automatically said that at some point in the next 10, 12 years, I want the feeling that I saw those people with yesterday. So everything is about that for me. And it's not about whether or not the Jaguars, let me tell you the conversation here. The conversation here is, should they extend players that haven't done diddly squat yet? while the Chiefs are trying to de decide whether they're going to uh, extend players that are first battle Hall of Famers. That's what we have to get to. And until we win something, I don't think you, you, you start extending people. I mean, there's some guys that are no-brainers, right, that you keep. But, man, there ain't nobody safe until we get it like that, but we can't get it like that until that's who we start being, and that has nothing to do with the players. That is what you bring the players into. The Jaguars players are in the same pool as as those Kansas City players when they were in the draft or in free agency. So maybe we're looking at the wrong thing. We're looking at whether they're bringing in the right players. I'm looking at whether the players are coming into the right type of organization. That is something that we will go through. And I'll tell you about why I think the Jaguars can have a little bit of hope that things will get better. We'll do it in just a second here on Lockdown Jaguars. Prize picks, man, today's sponsor for the show. And 
they are the absolute truth. I just told you my son won some money. He had the Ruby Rose picks from yesterday, and he won him some money on prize picks, and you can do the same thing. Prize picks is the daily fantasy sports, the biggest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and it's just you against the numbers, man, where you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Now, listen, football season is done, right? But basketball, man, is right there. You can do combos. You can do points, rebounds, assists, and hoops. And basketball is actually where I, surprisingly, have gotten the most picks correct. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Say it again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Third and final segment here on Locked On Jaguars. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. Shout out to Prize Picks for being today's sponsor for today's show. All right, so we've talked about the Jaguars, how far they have to go. Did you see the organization on full display in the Super Bowl? Now I'm going to give you a little bit of reason for hope. What Kyle Shanahan didn't do yesterday, Doug Peterson has already done. He didn't do it to the Chiefs, but he did do it to Philadelphia. I mean, to the, the to the Patriots when he was with Philadelphia. He beat the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback in the history of football. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is knocking on the door as the being the greatest quarterback and uh, player in football history. And Andy Reid is letting y'all know that hey, I'm right there on the heels of Bill Belichick. And we're coming back next year. If he gets four, he is going to be sitting there in the same room at the same table as Bill Belichick. Doug Peterson has done that before. That's the hope. The hope is, and is that the guy that everybody's mad at right now for not firing Press Taylor, the guy that everybody's mad at uh, for something that may not have been on him, the fact that they were going to stand pat last year in free agency uh, and go back with their team. The guy that came into a situation where he actually had to have his handcuffs on a little bit and 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 the team was a little bit fragile. Um, the organization was was on tilt a little bit. Everything was slippery because of the Urban Meyer fiasco. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go out on a limb. There's a lot I like about Doug Peterson. There's a little bit of Urban Meyer I wish he had in it. And and y'all going to y'all going to be like, "What? What?" There's a, I don't mean being a jerk. I mean being kind of a jerk. That's why I said a little bit of Urban Meyer, not a lot. I don't mean being a tyrant and somebody that people can't work with. I do think it means being somebody that people aren't comfortable uh, half-assing it around. See, you can fear someone the way you fear like a silverback gorilla or a tiger. But then you can fear someone with reverence where you just don't want to disappoint them. That usually comes from leadership. That comes from, um, well, with the exception of Kadarius Tony, because he don't give a damn about Andy Reid. But my point is, is it just popped in my mind. I don't know why that popped in my mind. I'm going to tell you why it popped in my mind, because this is how my mind works, right? I'm sitting there saying that, and right away I started playing Twitter with myself, and I started saying, uh-uh, because Kadarius Tony just disrespects Andy Reid. So, but that's an outlier, and he didn't play. You notice he didn't dress, he didn't play. We got something to do, man. We ain't got time for that foolishness. 
you see Andy has a little bit of that in him. Just enough of that, that there's all this reverence for Andy Reid and all of these other coaches. It starts by guys having confidence in their leadership. I went to visit my grandson yesterday. He's just totally comfortable in his house. He laughs. He knows where everything is. He's crawling around. And I looked at my son and I said, you're providing happiness for him and comfort. This is his home. He's loose. He's grabbing stuff. He doesn't act like that when he goes anywhere else. My thing is when you have home, we have to be able to be comfortable. We have to be able to, to, to provide. And I'm talking about a home feel. I'm talking about a facility. I'm talking about the building. I'm talking about an organization. I'm not mean, I don't mean literally. I mean figuratively. Figuratively, there has to be accountability that starts on the top that matches everything that happens on the bottom. Now, if you notice in the game yesterday, you had Jawan Jennings, the third receiver. Wide receiver three would have been the MVP had San Francisco won the game. You had two kickers that both both that both broke Super Bowl records for uh, how far away the kicks are, the length of field goals, right? Like fifty-seven and and fifty-one or, or fifty-six and fifty-seven yards. There were people just playing lights out, guys making tackle. Whoever number twenty-one is for Kansas City, even though he had a couple of bad plays, guys making tackles, linebackers making tackles. You started to see the game change when. The 49ers had dominated the game, but they weren't way ahead. And that's when I turned around and looked at the people I was watching the game with and said, it's going to come down to coaching decisions, execution, penalties, and turnovers. Watch, because it's good on good. And that was on full display for the entire game, win or lose by both teams. But what you saw is, and, and, and the story that that, that started to the, – it's like Kyle Shanahan got to have the worst luck, man. It's like can he ever finish against these these teams? Is he ever going to do it? Like this is the second time he's lost to the Chiefs, and then when he was – they were up 28-3 when he was offensive coordinator in Atlanta. It's like can this guy finish? So with that being a big question from that team, I'm telling you that once the Jaguars, and I'm saying once because I'm hoping, I'm optimistic, that at some point they figure it out. And I don't know if it's going to be with Trent Baalke or not, but you just hope, you know, he's a broke clock is a broke clock is right twice a day that he does some things that 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 ends up being, you know, the things, the magic touches that the Jaguars need and that they change the organization. So that when people talk to the Jaguars representatives, when they're at the Super Bowl, they're not talking about wrestling. They're talking about football. Right. We get to that point where folks take them just that seriously. I can tell you one thing I'm not worried about. I have seen Doug Peterson with my own eyes. Not fold under pressure, call a good game in the Super Bowl and actually beat the GOAT coach and the GOAT quarterback. That's the hope. The hope is you at least got somebody in the building that's done it. Now you got to put everything around him and make sure the situations line up. But the Jaguars right now have a long way to go on the field, off the field, attitude in their heart, in their mind, in their spirit, in their soul to the point where they can get to play good on good football like we saw played yesterday. Make sure you tap in the Locked On Jaguars every single day. We're starting to go real heavy with drafts. We're going to go through, look at the free agency, look at the drafts, 
come up with some of the oddest things that you can imagine the team might do or might not do or shouldn't do over the next uh, couple of weeks until we can see uh, what that combine is talking about. Until then, you guys make sure you take care of each other. I'll see you next time here on Locked on Jaguars.